Good morning. So welcome to the Unitarian Church of Edmonton. My name is Rhonda Jessen, and Maureen Crawford and I will be your service leaders this morning. We do hope you feel welcome here. The Unitarian Universalist faith is a creedless community dedicated to the free and responsible search for truth and meaning. We embrace a pluralistic philosophy, opening our hearts and minds to the diverse ideas, feelings, and expressions of our world community. Whatever your heritage, whatever your faith, whomever you love, you are welcome here today. We respectfully acknowledge that we are located on Treaty 6 territory, a traditional gathering place for diverse Indigenous peoples, including the Cree, Blackfoot, Métis, Nakota Sioux, Iroquois, Ojibwe, Saltuo, Anishinaabe, Inuit, and many others whose histories, languages, and cultures continue to influence our vibrant community. We recognize that everyone here has a role to play to help building this community. We can do so by cherishing old friendships and opening our circle to include newcomers. We give thanks to those who work on behalf of this community every day. We acknowledge our volunteers who help make this service run so smoothly. We ask that you take a moment now to ensure that your cell phones and noise-emitting devices are silenced. For those who are hearing impaired, the ushers have audio aids available. It is our practice to stay after the service to enjoy tea and coffee. Please stay and join us. We are glad to have you with us this morning. We hope you find something in this service today that nourishes your spirit and helps you find and keep your balance. Good morning. Today we will be considering water, and we'd like to begin by challenging you to think about our labels and language for water. Robin Wall Kimmerer is a First Nations woman and a member of the Potawatomi Nation. She's also a professor of environmental and forest biology. And she's written a really exquisite book that I'd suggest anyone uh, take a look at. It's called Braiding Sweet Grass. In it, she tells us that a bay is a noun only if the water is dead. When bay is a noun, it is defined by humans, trapped between its shores and contained by the word. But the verb, wituagama, to be a bay, releases the water from bondage and lets it live. To be a bay holds to the wonder that for this moment, the living water has decided to shelter itself between these shores, conversing with cedar roots and a flock of baby mergansers. Because it can do otherwise, it could become a stream or an ocean or a waterfall, and there are verbs for that too. Sarah Dry tells us that water provides the mechanism through which energy flows through the landscape. And I'm going to repeat that because this one really hit home for me. Water provides the mechanism through which energy flows through the landscape. The theme of the 2020 National Unitarian Conference in Halifax that our youth have been raising money for and that they're planning to attend, the theme is making waves. And we are encouraged to take action to make waves that embody justice, to practice 
radical inclusion, to challenge the status quo and push up to remain relevant into the future. So really talking about fluidity. We'll open the service now with a musical prelude, offering each of us a time of quiet contemplation and inspiration. As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the starry crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Oh, sisters, let's go down, let's go down, come on down. Oh, sisters, let's go down, down in the river to pray. As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the robe and This morning, Pauline Atwood will light our chalice. Pauline? Thank you. <clears throat> okay, this is where you get to turn to him in the Blue Teal book, 1046. Well, we actually had it in a different order. Okay, we'll do kids first and then we'll do the hymn. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Okay, can I have the children and the youth come forward to kindle the children's chalices? And we're going to sing the children out with Guide You on Your Way, which is in your order of service. Let's go for him 1046 in the Teal Hymn Book. Shall we gather at the river?
Uh, this is a Sharing Our Faith service, and Sharing Our Faith is a program of the Canadian Unitarian Council. It encourages greater associational awareness in our congregations, the fostering of relationships, and a sense of community and connection amongst and between our member congregations and communities. The CUC encourages all congregations to hold our Sharing Our Faith service and to take up a special collection. Today, as we march, mark Sharing Our Faith Sunday, we will now take an offering on behalf of this program of the Canadian Unitarian Council. The Sharing Our Faith program encourages greater awareness of the work congregations are doing in the areas of justice, equity, and strengthening of community. This month, Unitarian and Unitarian Universalist congregations are having services like this across Canada using similar material that we might experience our associations and the interdependent links between us. The collection that we now take is in support of the Sharing Our Faith Fund. We'll use these funds uh, and we'll send them to the CUC and together with the Foundation Fund, which is administered by the First Unitarian Congregation of Toronto, they'll be allocated in the form of grants to congregations applying for projects they may otherwise not afford to undertake, but which enhance ministry, growth and or outreach for that congregation and for the Unitarian and Universalist movement in Canada. Since 2001, through the generosity of our congregations and members, the Sharing Our Faith program has awarded over $214,000 to congregations. Thinking now on congregations like ours across Canada, let our giving this morning be a true expression of spiritual generosity. Wait in the water, wait in the water, children, wait in the water, when God's gonna trouble the water, come on and Oh my God, 
receive our offering, please join in the words which are in your order of service. Today is called the way of water. 
by Ursula K. Le Guin. We have glamorized the way of the warrior for a millennia. We have identified it as the supreme test and example of courage, strength, duty, generosity, and manhood. If I turn from the way of the warrior, where am I to seek these qualities? What way have I to go? Lao Tzu says the way of the water is the weakest, most yielding thing in the world. Water chooses the lowest path, not the high road. It gives way to anything harder than itself, offers no resistance, flows around obstacles, accepts whatever comes to it, lets itself be used and divided and defiled, yet continues to be itself and to go always in the direction it must go. The tides of the ocean obey the moon, while the great currents of the open sea keep their ways beneath. Water deeply at rest is always in motion. The stillest lake is constantly, invisibly, transformed into vapor, rising into the air. The river can be dammed and diverted, yet its water is incompressible. It will not go where there is not room for it. A river can be drained for human uses, so drained that it never reaches the sea, yet all those bypaths and usages, its water remains itself and pursues its course, flowing down and on, above ground or underneath ground, breathing itself out into the air in evaporation, rising in the mist, fog, cloud, returning to the earth as rain, refilling the sea. Water doesn't have only one way. It has infinite ways. It takes whatever way it can. It is utterly opportunistic. And all life on earth depends on this passive, yielding, uncertain, adaptable, changeable element. The death way or the life way, the high road of the warrior or the river road. Ursula Le Guin continues, I know what I want. I want to live with courage, with compassion, in patience, in peace. The flow of a river is a model for me of courage that can keep me going, carrying me through the bad places, the bad times. A courage that is compliant by choice and uses force only when compelled, always seeking the best way the easiest way, but if not finding an easy way, still always going on. The cup of water that gives itself to thirst is a model for me of the compassion that gives itself freely. Water is generous, tolerant, does not hold itself apart, 
lets itself be used by any need. Water goes, as Lao Tzu says, to the lowest place, the vile places, accepts contamination, accepts foulness, and yet comes through again always as its self, pure, cleansed, and cleansing. Running water in the sea are models for me of patience. Their easy, steady obedience to necessity, to the pull of the moon and the sea tides and the pull of the earth, always downward, the immense power of that obedience. I have no model for peace, only glimpses of it, metaphors for it, similes to what I cannot fully grasp and hold. Among them, a bowl of clear water, a boat drifting on a slow river, a lake among hills, the vast depths of the sea, a drop of water at the tip of a leaf, the sound of rain, the sound of a fountain, the bright dance of the water spray from a garden hose, the scent of wet earth. Let us rise and sing hymn number 300 with heart and mind. And it's in your dark blue hymnal. tradition of this church that I really appreciate is the community question aspect because even when I was first uh, coming to this church I, I had the opportunity to meet people and talk to people so we're going to have a community question today uh, and to prepare for it we're going to return to Robin Wall Kilmer 
and our opening words, where we were challenged to think of a bay of water as being a verb, a doing word, rather than a noun or a place or thing word. I don't know very much Cree. I try and learn Cree, and I've noticed a lot of the indigenous languages, they treat words more as verbs than we do, and it makes it interesting to try and learn the language. While Kilmermer tells us that English is a noun-based language, which generates categorizations and classifications. This tends to objectify reality, introduce dualism, and freeze what is possible. All these inert nouns end up creating a scaffolding for an over-complexification that erases life. Some might say speaking English is like trying to hold water in your hands, an idle attempt at fixing meaning into something meant to elude through means of flowing. What would it mean if we thought of everything as a verb? Thinking of community as a verb, for example, releases boundaries and holds a diversity of affiliations and kinships. Community is a stable and self-contained and even finite object. Communitying evokes an asset in continuous communion, a place governed through a continuous flux of people who produce community. We invite you now to move your chairs around into small groups to discuss today's community question. How do we conjugate, keep open opportunities for community? Fountain 
that was not made by the hands of men. There is a road, no simple highway between the dawn and the dark of night. And if you go, no one may follow. That path is for your steps alone. When there is no pebble tossed, no wind to blow, you choose to lead, must follow. But if you fall, you fall alone. If you should stand, then who's to guide you? If I knew the way, I would take you home. La da da da, la da 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 da, da da da, la da 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 da, la da. So our meditation today, the spoken part of the meditation, is again from Ursula Le Guin. The river that runs in the valley makes the valley that holds it. This is the doorway, the valley of the river. What wears away the hard stone, the high mountain? Well, it's the wind, the dust on the wind the rain, the rain on the wind. What wears away the hardness of hate, breath and tears, courage, compassion and patience, holding to their way, to the path, to the doorway. Let us enter the silence together. All my relations come Every nation come All my relations under the sun We are one We are praying come We are praying come We are the song and we are the we are the river come We are the river come We are the boat, the paddle, the shore We are one Maniwachoni sing Maniwachoni sing 
final hymn today is 1064 Blue Boat Home and that's in your teal hymn book. Please rise as you are willing and able and join us in singing 1064 Blue Boat Home.
Our closing words are by Reverend Fred Cappuccino. Uh, and I was raised in the Lakeshore Unitarian Church in the suburbs of Montreal, and Fred Cappuccino was the minister that I grew up with. So I was pleased to see these words. Glowing, glowing deep within each of you is a divine spark. Though some of you may be skeptical or feel you are unworthy, yet the divine spark glows there inside you. Sometimes it is overlaid with self-interest. Sometimes it is encrusted with fear. Yet the divine spark illuminates your soul. We may tend to deny it, knowing that we have done these things which we ought not to have done. Yet the divine spark never leaves you. Jesus said the same in his own idiom. The kingdom of God is within you. This divine spark may surprise you as the future unfolds. It may lead you to risk much in some wild act of compassion. You are of infinite worth. You possess a dazzling beauty that is irresistible. Trust this divine spark glowing, glowing in your deepest being. The chalice is extinguished. I invite you all to join hands and sing Carry the Flame. <laughs>